1: Today is Thursday, January the 19th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, our breakdown of the Ardcocks continues as we're talking South Carolina's relievers heading in the 2023 baseball season. Guys, I'll talk key losses Key returners, most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the Gamecocks bullpen as well. Also, we're talking court Cox as South Carolina basketball suffers yet another tough loss on Tuesday night. And we'll also look ahead of this weekend as South Carolina returns to action to take on the Auburn Tigers At Colonial Life Arena. Guys, we got a packed show for you here on this Thursday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at. Prize picks. Prize picks. Go download the prize picks app. Or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market, focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players, and you can win up to 10 times. On any entry, Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports, anything and everything in between. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They've also got a slick, easy to use mobile app. Both on the App Store and Go Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. And you should as well. Go down with the Price Picks app. Or go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a packed show, a lot to get into here on a beautiful Thursday in the city, and I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. Uh, we have been working diligently behind the scenes on the merchandise side of the business. If you head over to tsus.store right now, you are going to see a lot of of new items. Very exciting times. Of course, guys, earlier this week, we dropped the Beamer Rattler 2023 merch, which we have felt the love. The response to that merchandise has been fantastic. If you check right now, we are also re-releasing and dropping tons of new baseball merchandise. I'm also cleaning up the online store a little bit with our collections. If you look at the top, you're going to see some of the graphics have been cleaned up a little bit. And also, our Yardcox collection is back at the top of our store. So we're re-releasing a lot of products we've already had in the store before, things such as Yardcox Baseball, the Oot Oot, which I love to give the theatrics there, but the Oot Oot line, we're also re-dropping that on Comfort Colors, Long Sleeves, Hoodies, beanies, hats, you name it, we got it. Also, we got a brand new Win Anyway collection, right? Win Anyway, a staple of Gamecocks baseball. I'm also currently, right now, working on redoing the Rowdy Roosters line because I really believe and I hope I've got my fingers crossed that this season will be the return of the Rowdy Roosters at Founders Park, one of the best, if not the best hecklers in college baseball. So, really, really excited, guys. Just stay tuned to tsus.store. Also, We've got new football merchandise on the way as well that's actually already ready. I just have not dropped it yet. So really, really exciting times in regards to the merchandise, guys. I told you all in 2023, we had some tricks up our sleeve. We were doing it even bigger and better in this calendar gear on the merchandise side of the business. And that is certainly the case. So again, I really appreciate you guys. That's tsus.store. And don't sleep on the baseball merchandise, by the way. I feel like, honestly... Some of our merchandise revolving around baseball, like me personally, the Yardcox baseball line, I, absol- I absolutely love that line. So don't sleep on the baseball merchandise. I know the Beamer Rattler stuff and Beamer Ball and all of our football merch, obviously, that that moves the needle. But if you're going to be at any games this Founders Park or any games anywhere watching the Yardcox or you're just watching the yardcocks in general, if you're a big Gamecox baseball fan, there is no better Yardcox merch. There's no better Gamecox baseball merch than over at TSUS. Dot store. On the note of the yard let's continue along with our position unit preview series for South Carolina baseball. On today's show, we move from the starting rotation to the bullpen. We're talking the Game Cox relief pitchers entering the 2023 baseball season. And guys, like I told you, this South Carolina baseball team is going to have the pitching to compete with anyone. If the hitting is there, the arms are on this staff to realistically make a deep run in the postseason. And when you look at this group and you start with the key losses, right, you really didn't lose anybody in regards to starters, but you did lose some bullpen, guys. You look at left-handed pitcher John Gilreath, right-handed pitcher Aiden Hunter, right-handed pitcher C.J. Wines, left-handed pitcher Michael Esposito, right-handed pitcher Parker Coyne, left-handed pitcher Josiah Seitler. I did the list Josiah here. And then right-handed pitcher Cam Tringali, But you look at all those guys, because I would not say, with all due respect to everybody I just mentioned, I would not say that you lost any of your top arms. You did not lose anybody that made a major impact for your ball club in 2022. Now, you lost some guys that did eat up some innings. You know, obviously, of course, John Gilreath, who it felt like was at Carolina forever, and did a great job while he was there. You know, Aiden Hunter, of course, transferred to College of Charleston. C.J. Wines was inconsistent. Michael Esposito, which – There are a few guys that frustrated me to watch pitch more than Michael Esposito did because you're talking about a lefty that was 94, 95, but just had no clue where it was going. You know, Parker Coyne was solid. He was decent, a little bit inconsistent as well. And then Cam Tringali, um, who, again, another guy who had a very long career at South Carolina, was was okay. But you didn't really lose any big-time arms, in my opinion. Again, that's not throwing a slight at any of these guys. But you return most of your big pieces and your big arms, and guys, when you look at the key returners, of course, you got to first look at Kate Austin, who was phenomenal for you out of the pen a season ago. Really stepped up and I think exceeded all my expectations that I had of him. Wesley Sweat, the old savvy veteran, he's back for you in the bullpen. Jackson Phipps, Left-handed pitcher, he returns from injury. I think that is a huge, huge boost to this Gamecocks bullpen. He was really, really good as a freshman in 2021. Uh, Brett Thomas is a guy who comes back. They said he was hitting 95, 96 in the fall. Uh, was inconsistent with his control, right? I think he had like 16 walks and 23 innings. But if he can figure it out and throw strikes and fill up the zone, he's got the stuff to compete with anybody. But you also have to look, guys. I know I don't normally mention the newcomers, but you have to look at the newcomers. When it comes to this South kind bullpen. Nick Proctor, the transfer from Cal, they're really high on him. Of course, Ricky Williams from Clem Sucks, the transfer. I've heard great things about this kid. And I think he could be a really, really big piece for you on the weekends as a swing guy, middle relief guy. And then the freshman, and I think this kid could start in the midweek. But I think it's one of those things where you could see him start on a Tuesday, pitch three, four innings, and then also pitch out of the bullpen on the weekend as well. But that's Eli Jerzimbek And this is a true freshman. They are really high out of Charlotte, North Carolina, went to Providence High School. They are very, very high on him, mid to not high 90s fastball. Uh, really, really good stuff. They are very high on Jerzimbek And again, he's a guy that I could see being a big piece. But you've got depth. You know, the big one, obviously, is uh, Roman Kimball, the transfer from Notre Dame. He will not pitch this season due to Tommy John surgery. But the good news is you've got depth, and you've got guys that can step up and fill in those roles, and I'm really excited for what this bullpen is going to do. Also, guys, people that I did not mention, right, guys I did not mention that are going to factor in your bullpen, right? There's only three starting slots on your weekend rotation. So Will Sanders is going to take one of them. I think Matthew Becker is your Saturday guy, if I had to project right now. So that means Noah Hall, Jack Mahoney, and James Hicks are all fighting for that Sunday spot. Whoever comes out of that and does not win that role, they're going to slide to the bullpen. So you think about it. Let's just say that, I don't know, let's say James Hicks wins that role. You've got Jack Mahoney and Noah Hall added to your bullpen, bolstering your bullpen. And Let's not forget, by the way, Noah Hall, when he transferred him from Appalachian State, originally he was a bullpen guy. Like his role was going to be in the bullpen and be a damn good one at that. So I think that is the most natural transition. I know Noah Hall was filthy for you a season ago as a starter, but I think he's always sort of naturally been a bullpen guy. But either way, no matter how it shakes out, you've got depth, you've got elite competition, which is all you can ask for. Mark Kingston was very complimentary in the fall about his pitching staff. He said this to D1Baseball.com. He said, quote, obviously every good team, has to start with pitching, and the pitching we have coming back that was good last year combined with the pitching injuries we had that are now healthy, and the guys we've added, I think this will be exactly what a SEC pitching staff should look like. We're cautiously optimistic, but, what you're in the, but when you're in the SEC, that's what you need to have, and I think that's what we have right now. That's what you have to build your team around is that kind of pitching because that's what you're going to face in our league. You're going to have to go blow for blow with them, and I think we can do that. So he's confident. Of course, pitching coach Justin Parker uh, returns for his second season, right? You recall – after Skyler Meade left, you hired him from Indiana. So the Gamecocks in the bullpen should be stout. Let's move into most approved, best overall. Uh, let's start with the most approved. And I look at your transfer guys and I look directly at Ricky Williams. The transfer from Clem sucks 91 to 93 with the fastball, 90 with the sinker, 82 to 84 with the slider. But this is a guy that people I've talked to around are really, really high on this kid. And I think he could go from, you know, he was a nice piece at Clemson. You know, you look at his statistics. In 2022, 2 0 record, 295 ERA. He had nine appearances, three starts, 21 and a third innings pitched. He allowed 18 hits. Hitters hit 222 off of him. Didn't give up any home runs. Had 13 walks in those 21 and a third innings and had 12 strikeouts. Uh, he also led their team in ERA, uh, was 3 0 with a three ERA. Let's see, 170 opponents batting average in 15 innings over his three starts. So, I had a 176 ERA after the second inning, which is a very interesting stat. So, if he gets out of the first inning unscathed, you can bet that – uh He's normally going to have a pretty good outing, but uh, overall was solid at Clem Sucks. But there's a lot of people that think he can take the next step. I think Ricky Williams, he was a big piece, a big pickup. I think Proctor, also from Cal, again, they're really high on him. But I'm looking at Ricky Williams to be a guy that really emerges and someone you're leaning on weekend in, weekend out in that bullpen. The best overall, guys, I think right now you got to give it to Cade Austin, right? He was phenomenal a season ago. 54 innings pitched, a 3.17 ERA, and the stuff was electric in the fall as well, 93 to 94 with a plus changeup. Uh, they feel like he's made strides with his slider as well, more of a three pitch guy now. So that certainly should help him, but he is the anchor of the bullpen. And, uh, you know, this could change, obviously, but right now, going into the season, the best stall overall, in my opinion, is Cade Austin, again, especially when you look at his body of work a season. Ago. Now, let's move in. A season will be successful if in the overall grade. What will spell a successful season for the Gamecocks bullpen? I think for this group, for the relievers, the season will be successful if pretty simple. Cut down on the walks and increase consistency. When this group got in trouble last year, and I will say this too, along with the rest of the pitching staff, injuries really hampered this group. I think guys not stepping up, right? Last year, I recall, the key was your veterans. Finally coming into their own and those guys simply did not do it. They did not pitch well. They did not live up to their potential. They did not, they they did not carry the load the way they needed to and that forced a lot of these young guys right to have to step in and, and be thrust into action early, I think probably before they were ready to do so. Uh, so you saw a mixed bag of results. But you got a lot of guys in this group that if the control is there, right, as long as you're throwing strikes, filling up the zone, the stuff's good enough to win. The stuff's good enough to win more often than you don't. And then just increasing consistency, right? You know, coaches will tell you, uh, you can throw 98, 99, 100, that's great, but do I get the same guy every time I put you out there on the bump? That's what coaches want. They want consistency. They want to know, hey, even if the outing doesn't go the way you want, but this is the guy I know I'm throwing out there, right? He may not be this very, very, very best every single time, but consistency is key when you're talking about bullpen guys, establishing roles, right? So, you know, increase your consistency, cut down on the walks, fill up the zone. If you do that, I think it's going to be a successful year because you got plenty of guys with great stuff in this bullpen. So, you do all that. I think the bullpen will be a strength. And you look at the overall grade for this group. I gave the starters an A. I'm giving the bullpen an A minus. The only reason I put the minus is because. I do think right now there's still a little bit of uncertainty in regards to roles, who's going to fit in where, but that's a pretty normal thing at this point in the spring, right? I mean, unless you're coming off a season where, you know, you won a national championship or you were really, really good a season ago and, you know, you've got a Matt Price coming back and a John Taylor coming back and a Jose Mata coming back and this guy and that guy, like, unless you're in that type of position, it's a yearly thing where, like, you're going to have to be replacing guys and, you know, guys are going to fill different roles, stuff like that. But the bullpen, you got tons of options. You've got tons of depth. You've got newcomers. You've got returners. You've got transfers. Uh, I mean, you've got dudes with electric stuff. And, like, you know, like Mark Kingston said, this is an SEC pitching staff. This is what an SEC bullpen is supposed to look like. This is what an SEC pitching staff is supposed to look like. And I'm really, really excited. I think we should definitely see more consistency throughout this season. So, again, my overall grade for the Gamecocks bullpen at A-, and that's going to do it for my breakdown of South Carolina's bullpen and the relief pitchers for the Yardcocks heading into the season. What are your overall thoughts on the Yardcocks relievers? How do you feel about the back end of this pitching staff heading into the season? Guys, from the diamond to the hardwood, we're going to talk some South Carolina men's basketball. Before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars because, as always, TSUS is brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Count Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Now, whether you knew the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carona Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge, where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. If you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to go buy and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island. And they offer special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the Lowcountry, there's only one place for cigars. And, guys, there's only one place that I get my cigars. That's keberlina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar Merchant, Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at, at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, on to basketball. And it feels like there's not a ton to say. South Carolina falling to Ole Miss by a final score of 70-58. to An Ole Miss team that was defeated, right, was winless in SEC play coming in the game. They beat you by double digits. Just another rough night at the CLA, guys. And, I mean, I I don't really know what there is to say. You know, I thought Lamont Paris was very forthcoming in the postgame. And my biggest takeaway from Tuesday night is this. Lamont Paris is aware of the talent deficiencies that he inevitably faces with this team. And I don't think Coach Paris is making excuses – by any means, but he said this, quote, between Hayden, Gigi, and Michi in particular struggle to score the basketball, it ends up being a struggle for us. If all three of those guys have a subpar day, it's hard for us to generate stuff. We don't get a lot of stuff at the basket. It is just not something that from a personnel standpoint, we are as accomplished at at yet as we need to be. I feel like that is a very nice way of him saying we don't have any big time or even SEC caliber big men. We don't have guys like that. We just simply put do not have the players down low to help us in that capacity. So, uh, you know, listen, we knew it was going to be a tough season. I'm not sure that I knew you were going to beat Kentucky, but then lose to basically the worst team in the SEC, at least in regards to record. But uh, here we are. So, uh, player of the game, giving it to Chico Carter Jr., 12 points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, You know, he was solid. You know, Gigi, of course, scored more, but he also took double the shots. So, going to give it to Chico. Thought he had a really good night. Outside of that, guys, I me mean, listen. It, it, the, the reality is what it is, right? I I know that most of you tuned in. You might have already tuned out of the podcast because you're like, I don't care about basketball, and that's sort of the general consensus, right? I I think most people are just completely tuning out basketball at this point. Most people are just saying uh, the season's a complete wash. It's year zero, Lamont, and I I really don't blame you guys. I'll be honest with you, and uh, because I'm I'm always very transparent about this. I've mentioned it many times on the Daily Crow. I've never been, you know, in my in my in my career creating content around the Gamecocks. And since I started TSUS, I've never been as disinterested in South kind of basketball as I am this season. On the flip side, though, I'm also very fascinated because it's like, how did we get to this point? How do we get out of this? You know, is there even any hope left for the season? Because I think if you look at the schedule, guys, there's not a lot of games you point to and you say, oh, that's a win, that's a win, here's some relief. I mean, it just – it gets no easier, right? I mean, this Saturday, January the 21st, you've got the 16th-ranked Auburn Tigers coming to town, a 3.30 tip on the SEC network at the CLA. You know, locking in a prediction right now. It's funny, I forgot to even put it down in my notes, but I'm going to lock in. I've got Auburn winning the game, of course. I'm going to take Auburn 82-58. to 82-58 to 58 is the score that I will lock in. I, I And I think it's just a name-your-score thing, man. I mean, Auburn's going to probably be a double-digit favorite – uh, the Gamecocks just, unless, unless Michi Johnson and Gigi Jackson and like Lamont Paris said, I mean, unless those guys have go, they go off, they go crazy, they have career days, South Carolina just simply does not have much of a chance otherwise. And that's just the reality right now. And you got to give Lamont Paris a couple of years to recruit and build out his program. But, uh, the reality is, is just bleak right now. And it is what it is. And we've got to try to be patient. And, uh, unfortunately, basketball has solidified itself as really just being that thing that, um, uh, That we do between the end of football season and opening day. So here's the bright side 29 days till first pitch. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to get out of here, guys. Thank you all so much. Uh, Appreciate you all tuning in. I will say this, by the way no conversation, no interview today on the podcast side of things, but we've got JC Sherbert on the Daily Crow today. I'm also speaking with Mark Rogers of the voice of college football today and tomorrow. Uh, I've got a sit-down conversation with Aaron Fit of D1Baseball.com, and that conversation will run on the podcast next Thursday, a week from today, as the baseball content continues to increase as we get closer to first pitch also guys i am working on getting some baseball guests on the daily crow weekly guests on the live show as we get closer to opening day somebody that we can have throughout the season so just stay tuned for that but uh, anyways guys thank y'all so much and i appreciate it again check out the store we got tons of exciting things happening from the podcast the live show the merchandise social media and everything in between and also stay tuned we've got our spring tour dates that will be announced very soon that spring tour will be upcoming over the next month or so really excited to get that kicked off guys again thank y'all so much that's going to do it all for me appreciate you all tuning in thank y'all so much have a great rest of your thursday go cox beat auburn and we will talk to you all on monday